Okay, back here with uh, Matt Sue Burrow, Assembly Member, and now Deputy Mayor of the Matt Sue Burrow, Rob Yunt. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? Good, uh, good, me. good meeting you. I've seen you on Facebook a lot over the years, so I, yeah. I knew you. Yeah, it, uh, everybody keeps in touch that way, you know? I know. It's, it's, a, it's a good thing in so many ways, but also the social media, it's really a bad thing in a lot of ways, too. I mean, just how poisonous it is and toxic. You have kids, right? So, oh, yeah, I got six kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I have a lot of friends with kids, and I think especially for girls, like this... Instagram and just what it does. You see these like studies over since Instagram started De- growing. Depression. Like, all this stuff with young girls started like depression and yeah, child, you know, childhood depression through the roof. That's the part I hate about it. Right. When me and you were kids, bullying and bullying has always existed. And mm-hmm. I, I can't stand bullies. I hate it. Right. I, I grew up super poor in a trailer park. So I, I dealt with a lot of it, but it, uh, there's always been bullying, but you could get away from them. You could find a time to get away from people. Yeah. Right? Or you maybe knew where to avoid at a certain time of day. The sad thing is with social media now, these kids can't get away from it. And when, so when we were kids, we'd either A, avoid it, um, B, roll in the dirt and figure it out. You know, that, that stuff, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's hard. And it is especially harder on girls. When I was in, I've told this story before, but when I was in seventh grade, I was kind of bullied a lot in middle school. Yeah. When I got to high school, I kind of was the goofy guy, and then I played football, and I became yeah. kind of like part of the, you know, the, you know, I was kind of, you know, yeah. just part of the cool group, I guess. But yeah. that didn't happen until about sophomore year so. This, this group of kids um, would bully me a lot. And, and the main kid, his name was Zach. Yeah. And I went home and I, I told my dad about it. My dad was Navy, 25 years, Vietnam. And, you know, he, he basically told me, you tell the kid to knock it off. And this is his last warning. Yeah. And I said, well, what, what happens if he keeps doing it? He go, you hit him as hard as you can. Yep. Go for the leader. Yeah. It, so um, it, it's the same thing with wolves, right? You go for the leader every time. So the next uh, day he's, he's doing the same thing. And I said, this is your last warning. You're going you're gonna to leave me alone. He goes, what are you going to do about it? And I punched him. And, you know, not, I mean, it was just yeah. like, we're kids. And then we start rolling around. We're in the, we're in the hallway in the, in the middle school. It felt like 10 hours. Yeah. It was probably 45 seconds, you know. <laughs> yeah. Teacher, people, kids circle around us. Te- teachers grab us, pull us apart, go to the principal's office. They call our parents. Um, my dad explained, you know, this kid was bullying my kid. I, I told him he had, you know, last chance. And. Two things happened after that. That dude shook my hand and apologized. He yep. fucking never talked to me again. No, yeah, and nobody bothered me again after that. And that and that's the deal with most, uh, um, with most just mean people, right? They're only that way because they can get away with it. That that's and, just I take that lesson to like life right now and whatever it is in politics or and just business anything. People who are these bully people, they, they they go for weak people who don't stand up for themselves. You know, and, and yeah. I feel like now people aren't kids aren't encouraged as much to stand up for themselves, which is unfortunate. Because a polite society's got to have some lines in the sand. If oh, you yeah. don't have any lines in the sand or lines in the sand, you're gonna you're gonna get away from uh, politeness pretty quick, you know. So, so, so you're from you're from Alaska, right? You're born yeah, here, born and raised. My mom was born here. My grandparents moved up from Pennsylvania, and I think fifty two or three, but they had relatives that had came up here in the, all the way going back to the late eighteen hundreds. So back to Jonesville, mine out of the Matsu Borough there. So, so your family's all been in the valley mostly. Yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah, we got, I think I got about 160 relatives in Wasilla in the area. We got a big family. So when you ran for the borough assembly, you probably had yeah, a good, that was good, half my votes right there. Good base it, built uh, in. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, we got a big family there. We've been there a long time and I'm going to die there of old age for sure. I don't plan on going anywhere. So, and you're a, you're a builder, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I started uh building houses full time 18 years ago. So I uh I left. I, I grew up working with my dad doing carpentry and I, I learned a lot of good stuff, right? So my dad only had me and my brother. It was we're in a 50-50 state now. My dad didn't have us enough. I'll just, you know, to simplify things. Oh, like a divorce? Yeah. yeah. And so but when we were with him, we spent a lot of time working and uh doing trim work and so I realized, I learned a lot of good, valuable lessons as a kid, but I realized quick that in Alaska, the money's not in doing, building countertops and handrails, and the money's on the slope. So I left as soon as high school's over. I did a 16-week hitch on the slope, an 11, a 9, much of 6. So that was pretty much gone for six straight years, and then I started my company. 16 weeks? I did a, yeah, that was my longest hitch, but... So I used to work for a company um, after I got back from Australia. You know GBR? They do, like, casing and welding. Yeah, and yeah, of course. So I worked for them here in Anchorage, but I went to the slope a little bit. Um, yeah. But we had a, one of our guys, the welders, he uh, he would stay up there for, like, months, like three, four, five. He would yeah. just stay up there and work. Yeah. And it was like, I, I, I never understood it, you know. It's, I, I think I was, I look back on it now, I got, I got a lot of regrets. So it, it uh, with, with some of this, how I got there, uh, or how I handled it, I should say, so... I actually, during this time, I, I had my first daughter when I was 20, and then I had another one at 22, and then I had my son at 25, and so my, my three older kids are from my first wife. And uh, Damn, you had a kid at 20, and you're on the slope? Yeah. Was, well, how old, when did you graduate high school? 98. Okay, so you were kind of, you were there when that's when the, the price of oil was kind of down. Yeah. That was at yeah. a tough time. Yeah, but when I, I don't know, man, anybody, I've never seen a period in Alaska. Of course, I'm only 42 years old, right? And mm-hmm. I, I just graduated, what, 25 years ago. So anybody that wants to work can work. Yeah, that's true. And, I yeah. mean, if, uh, you know, I, I've not seen it get so bad. Even we just went through the slowdown that started in 14 with oil prices dropping and stuff. There was still plenty of work out there for anybody that wants to go get who'd it. You, who'd you work for? What'd, what'd you do? Oh, everybody. APC, Vico, AES, Udahoven, um or what kind of work were you doing up there? Pipe welding apprenticeship. So started. Oh, so you were, you were making good. That's good money. It's a good. It was it was in my in my apprenticeship, and then I moved over to iron work, which is where I stayed until I started my company. But uh, I, I basically I didn't start my company because I actually wanted to yet. I um, I just I needed to be home with my kids more, mm-hmm. and uh, so and it was it was it was hard. My ex wife's one of my best friends, but it was it was. It was hard, right? Like it, uh, I don't think it was conducive to having a healthy relationship. So we, we ended up splitting up when, uh, when Robbie was about two months old or something, I think. So, so you, how many years did you do it on the slope? I was up there off and on all around Alaska for six years. Wow. Yeah. No, so, I, I, I mean, from high school until I started my company in 04, I just, I was always gone. And I, so I know a lot of friends who work up there and sometimes, sometimes they'll do two or threes and, Sometimes for the threes, like I have one buddy who's married and his wife like loves it because like yeah. fuck you go. But then you know sometimes when you know three weeks is a long time to be. Yeah, and, it you is. Know, every it, every three I, weeks are gone. I tell people pace themselves now. I mean, my son, the one I was talking about, he's uh, he's getting ready to graduate high school and he wants to just boom. He wants to go boom wherever the money is. Go for months on end and like yeah, you got to smell the roses a little bit too. But mm-hmm. that that's coming from a guy like I said. It helped me start my business, but it also it. Uh, um, it it didn't it didn't do Nicole and I any favors I don't think. So, so you're 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 building just residential? Yeah, I, I stick. I don't I don't want to leave the valley. So I've built 36 units here in Anchorage. Nothing like not a huge amount, but uh, I try not to leave. So if people ask me to go to Fairbanks all the time. I got someone trying to get me to build in Nome right now. You couldn't give me enough money. I don't want to leave home. Mm-hmm. I want to sit there in the valley, coach wrestling, help kids, be a dad. I'm good. 
So, are you, have you followed at all this Holton Hills thing? And we've been covering that in Girdwood. They're trying to you build know, some units, and it's basically a big NIMBY. The people there are trying to stop. You know, this it's kind of a big long story, but it's just I one have, of those things I have, where I have not paid attention to it. Um, I've heard a little bit about it. You know, I being a builder, I, you know. So here's my perspective on perspective. Everybody's always happy to see the trees come down when you're building their house. Yeah. But when it's not their house and it's going to be a neighbor that they don't know yet, they're always upset, you know? It's this NIMBY problem. I mean, zoning in this country is a major pro- problem. I mean, yeah. you have a housing problem, crisis with access to, you know, affordability, but just supply yeah. and everything, you know, most stuff zoned for single family. So when you try to zone for, you know, a kind of a, a condo complex or an apartment, you know, people just, they freak out. Yeah. And, you know, and we look at Anchorage, they just came well, out with they're, the, they're always, they're always whining about needing affordable housing. Right in Girdwood, they they don't have it, but but they they don't want to buy them exactly. They don't want to buy them, so it it uh, I don't buy into that whole you know that that uh, idea at all. Right, so I'm a free market guy. I the quickest way you can drive up the cost of housing is to let your local government tell you how to do it. And so so, so I have a lot of friends here that are builders in Anchorage, mm-hmm. and then you know I know, I know some people in the valley. But one of the things I hear about in Anchorage is is you know if you're a if you're a well-known or you kind of go into the building office all the time, you can kind of, you have relationships, but yeah. people who don't have that or don't, don't, or newer can't navigate it. I mean, it's just so difficult sometimes to get the permits or, or to get things done. But then I hear the Valley, I hear it's, you know, more simpler or maybe it's more streamlined. Yeah. Is that, is that kind of, is that your read yeah, on we, it? We don't have a building department out there. We never will have, if I have anything to say about it. So it here, here's, I'll go back to what I said earlier about you want to drive up the cost of housing, let your local government tell you how to do it. So, um, I've been the biggest buyer in the state of Alaska before for SPS. So uh, my account is set. It is what it is. When I go buy materials, whether it's in, we just got done building a duplex in Soldotna, but uh, whether it's Soldotna or Anchorage or the Valley, my account is set to what it's set to, right? But it, co- it costs me less to buy a two by four in Anchorage than it does in the Valley. And, and it should be less. They don't have to ship it as far. Mm-hmm. It, it goes from the port right to the, the main place in here. So you spend a little bit more on materials in the Valley than you do in Anchorage. And then there again, you're going to spend a little bit more in Soldotna than you spend say even in the Valley, right? If materials cheaper in Anchorage, why does it cost more to build your local government? It's gotta be the right. So there's wait, you said there's no building department in what in the Valley, but I mean, there, there has to be some kind of basic level of regulation, right? Or, well, yeah, I mean, no, you, you can't get a loan on a house without inspections. So it's just private sec- sector inspectors mm-hmm. instead of in here, it's muni inspectors. And so um, your insurance company, your bank, nobody's going to do business with you if you don't have the proper inspections. And so, I mean, for years, Anchorage didn't have an HVAC code. They, they didn't even have a heating, ventilation, and air conditioning code in Anchorage for well, years on, on residential, right? So they you can't you can't make the argument that they were doing, they were building better houses. Cause I, I know people that have hired... Um, I know the Ukrainians or some Ukrainians are out there mm-hmm. in the valley. And this amazing this Ukrainian um, family guy with his kid. I mean, they built this like pretty fucking amazing house. Yeah, and it was what was it? It was like four hundred whatever it was. I was like, how is that possible? Because here that house would be like yeah double yeah I think it, you know, um, and it's a really nice house. We I think the last thirty two units I built in here was to keep. Um, I think I was off by over a half a million dollars on my budget just for the permitting and engineering side of things 
above and beyond what I in was, Anchorage. Yeah, above and beyond what I anticipated having to spend. Like I like if I duplicated the project in the valley, so it uh, it does drive up the cost of housing. I see Kevin Cross got a unanimous vote on the assembly the other day, though. It uh, what was he? What did he just try to do? Is something housing related? He they he were talking about. Like, I don't know if they voted yet. Maybe it was something different. But they were talking about this ADU thing. They've been trying to to kind of make it easier to do ADUs. Accessory dwelling you know, units, but there could have been something else. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they voted on that one I yet. I think he he just proposed something else. I can't remember what it was. There was a parking thing too a few oh, months that's ago. Was, yeah, because yeah. they, they had all this like parking requirements yeah. for the. Yeah. So I just had uh, Eric Visser on my, my show. Eric's great. So yeah. I, I just termed out as president for the state home builders. Yeah, that's Eric, right. So because yeah. he, so he's the president of the state. He's, he used to be with Anchorage. Yep. He was on here with this lady, Christina Hendricks, and we we're from yeah. Gird, Gird. We were talking about the Girdwood problem, but we were also talking generally about the Anchorage housing issue and, you know, the average price now is 450,000, but there's a, you know, a supply problem. He told me that, I think it was AHFC said by 2025 Anchorage to keep up, to to be, you know, to keep up with people and and, and demand and all that. We need 25,000 more units. Yeah. It's not going to happen. And I said, well, how many did we do last year? And he says like 350. Yeah. I was going to say three, 400. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it's, it seemed like I just got back from Arizona. I was yeah. visiting for a couple of days. My buddy lived in Chandler and you know, I'm from New Mexico originally, you know, but I've, I've been to Arizona, have been there for a while. I go to yeah. Chandler. It's fucking booming. Yeah. Wells Fargo, Toyota, Intel, Northrop Grumman, and all these big, I mean, I'm not talking about like a little building. I'm talking about like a campus, right? Yeah. Houses everywhere. No, I didn't see any homelessness at all. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably, maybe in Fe- downtown Phoenix, I'm, but I just, it was clean. You could tell they're doing something. They're attracting people and, and, and businesses is coming in, they're building. Yeah. Um, and I look at Anchorage and I know a lot of people in Seattle and, and California, tech people, they want to come to Alaska. There's, there's hiking, you know, there's all the oh, outdoor it's, it's stuff. It's a great place to live. Hey, this is a tough place to be. In the wintertime, you know, a lot of people. It's tough. Be, and I've been here 18 years and it's cold and, you know, it's dark and it's good. Need but, to get out a little bit. But there. if we could build, I mean, if we could have a real policy of, of attracting people here with the right kind of housing, you know, and, and, and attracting individuals and work now people can work remote. But we just, I mean, it's like the same bullshit. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's honestly, it's too bad too. You see these issues, these financial issues in Anchorage is having, right? I think I've only been elected two years. And I think you guys have had your credit rating lowered twice in here already. In my it's been years. at least, well, yeah, I've been at least I, once. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's twice, right? But so, you know, it's it's like uh, it's a leadership thing, right? So it, it people need to sit down and ref- look at what's causing this maybe. Nobody should move to the Valley. Nobody wants to live in the Valley. I'll be honest with you. Why would you want to live in the Valley if you work in Anchorage? And a lot of our people mm-hmm. do work in Anchorage. Well, you know. We're delivering, we're delivering products cheaper than they are, right? And so well, it's, it, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate. I mean, if Anchorage got out of their own way, I, my biggest year ever was 115 units that I built in one year, right? So you say Anchorage only did 350 as a whole city last year. I've done 115. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's, it's sad. Meanwhile, but we have years where 800 to 1,000 all the time in the Valley. I mean, it I know, would, I know COVID, would, you know, there's a little bit of, you know, the supplies and, and that and, and the supply chain, but still, it's not an excuse for not... I mean, Anchorage has, I admit, we have a lot of problems and, and we have for years, we haven't gotten this figured out, but also statewide, we've, we've lost population for 10 years. We gained 18,000 in the last 10 years in the Valley. But, but, but state, but that's true. Yeah. yeah but statewide, yeah. people are not, you know, something's going on here. We should, we should be growing. You know, we, we have so many opportunities here and we have the, I, I the, think, I think we are growing again now. I don't see how we can't be. Um, I say that just as 
you know, we keep track of where everyone's coming from, whether we're building a house or renting them an apartment or whatever, right? During COVID, I'd, I'd never seen a wave of people so fast in my life. Well, I know a lot of, of Anchorage. So everybody coming to the Valley was from Anchorage at that time for a good year, year and a half, right? I feel like we're back to most of the people are coming from out of state. I could ask my staff. They would know better than me. I, I know a lot. During COVID, a lot of kids, you know, living living in Seattle or New York, or they, they would come back. Because yeah. you know they, everything was right. shut down, crazy. Right. But Jesse Sumner told me that uh, he's in the he wasn't the assembly. He just yeah. resigned. He's going to the legislature. But yeah. he said your guys' sales tax receipts were never higher during COVID because you guys stayed open and all these people from Anchorage were coming there for for dining and for other. Yeah. Is that is that, is that we, true? City of Wasilla smashed its record for for receipts. I'd go. I'd go out there. They they had the restaurants were open. Yeah. You know I'm, there was stuff to do. I'm good friends with a ton of builders and realtors here out of Anchorage, and they were always at. Uh, all our nice restaurants out there on the weekends. And it was, you know, we'd always tease them about it or whatever. But, uh, you, you know, it's it's just different. I, I To each their own, you know, I think what Anchorage is doing is great. My father-in-law, actually, um, I was talking to him about this one time, and I said, you know, if, if Anchorage would get out of their own way, Right, you don't need a building department. I'm sorry, they're 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 not serving a real purpose. I promise you, they're not. And I, I we could have that talk for hours, but get out of your own way, make it easy on people. Again, nobody would even move to the valley. Anchorage would just explode. Well, well, you know, he, he's doing he's doing well now, and you know, good on him. It kind of got weird because he went back. But Ron Thompson built that kind of building. I don't know if you know him. He built that building uh-huh. department. He worked there for a long time yeah. for I think 18 years. He left. And then he started in 15, he started scope engineering, scope yeah. permitting. Yep. So, so he, his whole business is based on basically knowing the system and yeah. people, and him. people, yeah. and good for him. But, but then he kind of went back under Bronson and he was, he was a building manager again. And his yeah. daughter was running the company. It was kind of like weird. She'd come into the office and it's like, yeah. whoa, you know, what's going like, yeah. she's running the company, but, yeah. but it's like his company, he, he was because of the system. His whole he company was, was based off. I understand yeah. the system, you know, because yeah. it's complicated. It's complicated. If you're not familiar with it, you, you, you know, you can't navigate it. Yeah. So, but you know, I had this talk with my father-in-law, like I said, a few years ago, I'm like, man, if Anchorage would just get out of their way, they'd probably take all our business. Right. But it's fine with me that they don't. Sumner gives me a hard time. Anytime I donate to a politician in Anchorage that he thinks might actually kind of make sense. He'll see <laughs> Cause he's at, a builder too. Yeah, so. He'll see me on their APOC and he'll call me and be like, stop giving them money. We don't want them to win. You know, we, we don't want people to win and make sense <laughs> in Anchorage, right? He'll give me a hard time just teasing, you know, but, uh, I, I brought that up to my father-in-law, though. He he worked for the muni for, like, 30 years. Anchorage? Yeah. And I said, you know, if, if they just get out of their own way, you know, they'd be growing again. He goes, but do we want to grow? He, You know, he said, look at it from the – there's three sides on a coin, right? There's their heads, the tails, and then if, if you can stand in the middle and see both sides, you're going to mm-hmm. you know, have perspective and, and, and uh, probably make it a lot farther in life, right? A lot more wisdom. So, anyways, he said, do, do we want to grow? Right, he said, if if we took all of that growth for years, um, would we be able to keep up with it? What our road maintenance department, what our police department, what our fire departments, what our schools? And I'm like, you know, you, you bring up a valid point. Maybe people in Anchorage just don't want to grow. Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I just did a, I just did a podcast with this Bob Griffin. He's on the state board of yeah, education. Yeah. You know, no, Bob. Bob's and, awesome. You know, it's yeah. like we have less students. This is crazy. We have less students now yeah. in Anchorage than we did in the '70s. I know. So I brought that up. To you my know, father-in-law. It's it's like this last few weeks I brought that up to him. So we were on vacation together. Every two or three You're in years. Hawaii, I saw you yeah. guys were out there, yeah. Every two or three years we we get all six of the kids together, my three 
that I, I've always had 50, 50 custody. So it's not like I go without seeing them. Right. But we take those three and our three and we leave. And in fact, this year, my ex-wife came and her son, it was awesome. Right. So we we're all together. Oh boy. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a big, I, that's a big vacation. Yeah, My wife and ex-wife are like best friends. So they really, yeah, it does. Uh, so no they, drama. No, they like each other way more than they like me. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> and you get them together. Man. My, my life's pretty Rob, hard. go away. We're, yeah, we're going, yeah, we're hanging they, out. They don't, uh, they don't pull no punches with me and they shouldn't, but uh, no, Nicole and I were split for like three, four years before I ever, even, ever met Trinity. So it didn't, it, you know, there was, didn't play a role in it or anything. And so we're all over there. And I, I was telling my father-in-law, I'm like, he still owns a couple places here in Anchorage and he rents them out. And he's like, man, the property taxes just keep going up and up. I'm like, well, maybe you guys should grow a little bit. Maybe you need some more than people. And we started talking mm-hmm. about the student count, right? And going back to what Bob Griffin had said, there are less people in the public schools, less students, I should say, in the public schools here now than there was, you know, 40 years ago. But, but there's more buildings. That is a rest. Oh, yeah, they have a couple million more square footage. Yeah. And they, it's a recipe for financial disaster. I, mean, I, I have a little condo I bought 10 years ago. I bought it for, like, I got a really good deal on it, like 150 whatever. Yeah. You know, it's worth about two. It's gone up a little bit. Yeah. But I pay, like, almost three grand a year in property tax. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, you know, if I had a house... So when I was, I've run for state senate a couple times, and, and okay. when, when I, I ran in twenty, that. yeah, I ran in twenty twelve. I got really close in the primary, and then I ran again, and I ran against Lisa McGuire, who's like you know powerful kind yeah. of incumbent with you know well funded, and, awesome. and, and then I run yeah, against, I, 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 I run for the same seat in sixteen, and then Lisa got out, and then it was Natasha von Imhoff, like you know yeah. basically the wealthiest person. In all. So yeah. I have like a bad <laughs> luck of you know Jesse gets you know yeah. he gets in there, didn't even really you know I don't think he did, did that much. He just kind of won. So we we uh. We had some kind of heated talks about him not doing much, right? So he was out to prove a point um, that you can win an office without signs. He, he you so you drive around. And I mean, I, I don't I think I, I know for sure he didn't do anything in the primary. No, he and, did and, zero. And, and and you know, um, what's his name? Menard, Steve Menard, Steve. barely great eked out. Yep. You know, and Jesse, I think he's hired him since. So he did, which yeah. is which is great. But then I think Jesse. How, how cool is that? I just want to mention that. So we just had, what, 61 elected officials in Alaska, right? Well, I guess one senator didn't have to run, but... 59 legislative yeah. seats plus uh, 40, the, the governor, 40. lieutenant governor, yeah. Right, so we, we got, you know, 40 House seats, 19 Senate seats that were up, and then the governor seat, so 60, right? I'll bet you Jesse Sumner is the only person that hired the person he beat as their chief of staff. I told Jesse. He's a great guy, Jesse Sumner. So he, he, and he, I guess he didn't have to do a lot because he's worked so hard to earn the reputation he has on the assembly. I mean, he is, in my opinion, the most accomplished assembly member the Valley's ever produced. Well, and he ran against Eastman two years ago, and some of that district carried over. So some people kind of know, you know, from yeah, the assembly as yeah. well, people people know him. He's exactly known so, quantity. But, you know, when you drive around and you see people's signs blown, this is one thing Jesse and I both take personal. You will never see a Robert Young sign and face down in the dirt or blown everywhere. Like I put them together, like I put a house together, and they're unless somebody goes and vandalizes mm-hmm. them, and you don't ever see Sumner signs what, what, going over what? either, right? So, but this year there was a million. I mean, they're everywhere because everybody was up, and then plus you had Lisa Murkowski seat up, and you had Don Young seat up. So I mean, everybody's was running this year, and Jesse's like, I'm not gonna go litter the valley like all these other people. Well, then the primary came and he'd done nothing and he lost by a point or two in the primary, whatever it was. Right. And I'm like, you might want to think about getting some signs up. He goes, Nope. You know, I'm just going to knock doors and call people and work, work hard. And, uh, but I'm not going to litter the community with signs. And I'm like, your signs never blow over anyways. We build them the same way. He's like, I'm just, nope. So I think he put up one, like two days before, mm-hmm. or something. two or three days before he put up. One I mean, the sign. signs are interesting. I don't, I don't know how much, 
they they do, but I feel like if you don't have them, like if the, if you have them, it doesn't maybe swing that many votes. But if you don't have them, it's almost like people kind of don't see that and they yeah. think maybe you're not. But when I've I've run three times, I, I dropped out in 2020 because I was running as an independent and something kind of yeah. weird happened. Well, somebody was supposed to get out and they didn't. But um, in 2012 and 16, when I had you know even. I didn't have any signs up in 2020, but when I had signs up, I mean, I made sure my buddy Kale helped me. We built these really strong stands, yeah. but I'd go around, I'd knock on doors. I'd always check the signs. Yeah. If they get knocked over or whatever, I'd make sure they were up. And if they got, you know, vandalized, I'd fix it. But as soon as the thing I fucking hate about the signs is I lost in 12 and 16, right? The yeah. day after, I mean, the day after, like the next day after the primary, I was out there with my guy getting rid of all the signs. Yeah. Taking all the signs. These motherfuckers leave their signs <laughs> up. From there's still si- there's still signs up from the from from the November election. It's laziness. It's, I can't stand it. No, it's laziness. Yeah. It. Uh, um, yeah. I tell you that. Yeah. The key to signs is actually concrete rebar. So you concrete stakes. Take them. Yeah. Yeah. On the side. Yeah. On the side. Yep. I've done. Them and then and then, and then the, the sometimes you can also add the uh, the, the big sandbags. Yeah. Like for double yeah. double reinforcement. But I, the 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 concrete stakes are way better. And then it. Uh, it, it, you're just, they're not going to come out. So, so you no. when I first came across you, I didn't know you at all, but you ran briefly, you were running for that Lynn Gaddis, um, that seat Lynn Gaddis was. Yeah. So I, um, who was he, who, how'd I that happen? So I threw my name in the hat to run for state house a couple of years ago. So who was, I'm trying to remember who, who was the incumbent? What, what? Col- Colleen. Oh yeah. Col- yeah. Colleen wasn't running. She's, so she's amazing. Yeah. Like Colleen's awesome. And she's on the, um, council, the Wasilla city council. Yeah, now. She's awesome. So she's super polite, super sweet. Um, um, we need more of that in elected officials. The problem in politics is people don't treat people like they want to be treated. I can work with anybody. I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, independent. It doesn't matter to me. Treat me good, I'll treat you mm-hmm. good. And we may not always agree on everything together, but we can figure something out that's better for most people more than likely. So she's one of those type of people. Great. She decides she's not going to run again. And um, I think a lot of people were frustrated. I had never envisioned myself running for political office. Um had never even thought about it. That was before you were on the borough assembly, right? Correct. Okay. And so, but you wake up one day and you're, I think a lot of people in 2020 were frustrated with politics. That's fair to say. Oh yeah. Even before and, that, but I mean, yeah, that was like the pinnacle. Yeah. In, pinnacle. In my whole life, I'm, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. I've, I've built a good business. My wife um, and staff run it. Most of my time honestly goes into the community. Your surname was Trinity? Yeah. Trinity. Like Matrix? Uh, a little bit, spelled a little bit different. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that name. Yeah, she's a service girl, grew up in Anchorage, but it, uh, um, I recruited one out of the big city. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, you know, most of my time goes into community service, whether it's coaching or doing whatever, right? So Res- Wrestling coaching, right? Yeah, and so I was like, this is just kind of another form. And, but, if you know, I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit there and complain about something and not do something about it. And so I just, I just kind of had that calling and um, signed up. And it was it it would have been Christopher Kirk and I heads up basically, and so um, well then Lynn decides to sign up the last couple of minutes like literally right before the deadline, and and that's fine you know people were calling me and they're like hey Lynn signed up now you know and, you know Lynn I, I imagine um, her. I know her a little bit yeah she's everybody from the valley at some point knows everybody a little bit or knows people that know them real well and so I think it it's fair to say that. Um, you know, when I pulled out, I, I put out a statement, and uh, yeah, I remember. And I, remember I, I that. just said basically, um, and I actually regret some of this now. So it, Christopher Kirka, I, I didn't, I did not think Kirka was going to represent our district very well, right? And I, I regret saying that now. Um, 
I didn't know him. You know what I mean? I, I uh, And so I thought, well, there's no way two of us are going to beat her, beat him, right? Lynn, go get it. I don't need to serve. I just want to make sure my district's represented correctly and that we're headed in the right direction as a state, right? Um, and then anyways, uh, Chris ended up being. I mean, I initially thought, because I, I know Lynn, I've known Lynn for a long time and yeah. we're kind of friends, and I initially thought she's got it, you know. Yeah. But then following the race a little bit and hearing things and talking to people, she wasn't working that hard. Yeah. I think she probably was just relying on her name and kind of being elected before. And Kirk, I mean, he didn't win. He like, he like really won. It, it yeah. was like it was 65. A, it was like a huge percentage. Two, two in the, to one almost. In the primary. Yeah. Do you, now, if you, if you would have stayed in, what do you think would have happened? Uh, that gets a little more complicated when it's, you know, three uh, people. I'd, I'd probably win. More than likely, I'd probably win. I mean, but with three people, I've, you can get, you can win with 45, I've, 43, 44%. Yeah. I was born and raised in the district and I've given my entire life mm-hmm. to, to Wasilla. So, um. It worked out. It was a blessing that I didn't, whatever. You know, Kirk did, uh, um, you know, a lot of people debate. A lot of people say some people did a good job or didn't do a good job, whatever. I think he did a good job. So um, he, he definitely gave a voice to some people in this last election running for governor too, right? And so um, kudos. I like him. when he was, uh, they had the little fundraiser where they were hitting the quote-unquote Dominion machines with a baseball bat. They yeah, were like yeah. old printers, you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he had that fucking bus. That, like old oh, bus. Yeah, he was, his butt I off, thought man. I thought I really thought he was going to get the fourth spot because I didn't because no, Pierce no, wasn't doing no. anything. I upset some people in Wasilla, so it. Um, he he, they, he was he was no. doing a lot. He was there was some he was energy he there. His, I just I thought for sure he would have got enough to be the fourth. Zero percent chance of making final four. I called the final four on the first day when everybody's names were in. But you, you got to just got to understand. Charlie comes from a community that doesn't have someone else represent them, right? Christopher mm-hmm. Kirk is coming from a community where yeah, we already yeah. have the sitting governor. Right. Most people are, it's just, it's basic math. I mean, this is take the emotion out of it and just look at it for what it is. And you're going to know you're not going to make the final four. I don't care what you do. You know? So you so, didn't run in 20, but then I assume, I mean, I ran, so what happened, been, I pulled out and just let those guys have it heads up. And then I ran for assembly. That was that, that fall. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I was still on, it, you know, I was still on the ballot just instead of being on the house seat, I was on the, the assembly. Cause when, when you're one of those elections, October, I guess, or no, they? we changed ours. We, ours is the same night. Valley. Oh, that's right. The borough, the borough, yeah, um, is yeah. the same. Okay, yeah, same. we had a, we had a fight here years ago in Anchorage when Chris, my friend Chris, he passed away in 2019. Chris Birch, great, great guy. Yeah, he was on the assembly, and they tried to move it to uh, November. Yeah, the assembly elections. And how do you feel about that? I mean, I'm like really torn on it because the turnout's low in April. Yeah, but I feel like if you moved it, and maybe you you you've run so you could talk about this. I feel like if you moved it to November. There's already so much going on. There's like statewide races, tons of money. Yeah. There's local, there's legislative. So you really, it's like, it's hard to get out. If you're I'm, a I'm running all, for a, a local. I'm all for it. And I'll if, tell you why. Is we, if you just look at our, we just had our third election with it, right? And so is our second one where we're combined with the state and feds, right? Because in 2021, obviously there was no state and fed seats, but our voter turnout smashed every record that it ever been. Well, you know, it's going to be higher because it's... We're in the 40s. And so I think any time that you make things easier on people to vote, it's a good thing. Yeah, no, I I mean, I I agree with that. I just, my only concern with it is when when there's so much money, especially when there's like this Lisa Murkowski race or these, you know, gubernatorial races, and you have all these legislative races, it's kind of hard for the lower um, local races to get their their message out. It is. There's so much going on. You're overwhelmed with all this stuff. And then it's like, oh, I got some... A borough, right? who's <laughs> yeah. this guy, Rob? Who's yeah. this person? Yeah, but yeah, I mean, just, I, just means you're going to have to work a little harder. As it saves money. I mean, yeah. for sure, it makes it a lot cheaper. Yeah, and it makes it easier on people to vote. And but so. then Anchorage, we you know we do we do they adopted vote by mail about 
five years ago. Garbage. So our whole thing is, is vote by mail. and Absolute garbage. You're not a fan? No, not at all. We, we, everything, every, every ballot gets mailed out. I mean, that's how it works. I mean, you can go in person. and It makes it but, so easy to cheat. I mean, it, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan. I, people that request a ballot, if you request it, right, like, um, you know, pretty sure my dad might have requested. He's, you know, in his low 70s. Actually, no, he didn't. I tried, I tried to get him to. So during COVID, like, I was like, Dad, you need to, like, stay home and kind of tune down a little bit. He never changed anything. Like, didn't didn't do anything different. 70-some years old. Guy's an animal. But uh, Good for him. I tried to get him to tune down a little. Anyways, he did not. I remember him telling me that he, he well, was I mean, a the, the, person. The, but it if you request a ballot, obviously, that that's fine. But it's like, you know, you went through the effort. But just to, just to mail one to everybody, the, that's the, crazy. The good thing, I mean, the good thing about how they do in Anchorage is they didn't just implement overnight. I mean, yeah. there's a signature verification process. So, I mean, it's, it's better than what the state did in 2020 where they just sent everybody a fucking ballot. Yeah. And they, and they, re, and they and eliminated so many the people on our voter rolls. And I have a friend that's lived out of state for seven or eight years. Is he still, yeah, are, he's still on our voter rolls. Like, well, so, so I'm, and, I'm not going to say, but he's like, he's, he's literally called the state of Alaska before and been like, can you please take me off? And well, see, and, and, and this is this gets kind of complex. So a lot of people bring this up. There's people that are not living here. Sometimes it's college students. Sometimes it's military. Right. Sometimes yeah. people get a job. But it's ultimately up to the voter to decide where, like, where, like where they live. Like, where, I have my friends who live in Arizona now. They live there half the year. They're probably there longer than. But I mean, they still have a house here, and they're maintaining their Alaska. But they live down there, so yeah. they're at, so. It's up to the voter, and and I've always thought the state or the city should be a little more proactive and say, like, did you move? Well, if you moved, you need to tell us. And especially if they now, when you register to vote somewhere else, there's a system called, I think it's called ERIC, election, I forget the acronym, but yeah. they, most states are part of it. And they should see, if you vote, if you register to vote in Colorado, or right. they should see that and say, okay, you can only be registered in one place. Yeah. But I mean, we're not some, talking rocket science. Some people want to, to do. Some people want to purge the roles. And I, and I say, well, you have to, you should be careful because what if you're a college student or a lot of, we have a lot of military. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, it is it is something that should be looked at, but I think it's a little more black and white than like oh people are living out of state and yeah because oh, some people I, do live out of state and they're still you know technically Alaska residents and yeah yep no and and they if they're out of their part of the time and they're back here enough to maintain the residency I'm all for that it, uh, my daughter's in college right so she's she obviously votes every year but um you know I don't want to make it hard on anybody I just want to make it I'll tell you the thing that I and and not where people can cheat and it just mailing everybody a ballot, whether they requested it or not is. I'll tell you thing that I hate and this, this has gone back about two or three cycles now. It's just, we can't, we can't know the winners for weeks. I mean, in Europe and, and even Florida for example, uh, Florida, they, they've had, they have a lot of absentee. They have a lot of older people. They know because you have to have the ballot received by election day. They know who the winner is within a day or two. Like yeah. even that, that night, that night, so in Europe, they have these huge elections, and these you know, Germany and France. Count. You you know the winner the next day. Yeah, we just did a hand count in the Matsuburo for the first time, possibly ever. But, um, yeah, we know immediately. I I, I, I think it really hand count every year. I think it really erodes the. You know, we have this ranked choice, and I understand you have to wait for the ballots, but I really think it just even before the ranked choice. I mean, yeah. back in twenty twenty, it took weeks yeah. because of all the ballots were coming in. You know, the absentees and. Everybody had a, everybody had a, you know, a ballot. I, I, me, I like going on election day and voting. I kind of like enjoy yeah, that. And I understand too. people are yeah. traveling or maybe need to get a, you know, mail ballot, but I don't know. I just, it, it really frustrates me how long it takes for us to, to get yeah, the winners. Everything that I, I, one of the, I was on the board for, for Alaska Housing Finance Corporation before. Oh, you're on HFC? Yeah. And so it finance is a big part of my life and just what I do in general. Right. And so I, 
I take pride in not wasting money. Like, you know, we've lowered the mill rate quite a bit since I was elected. I'm obsessed with budgets, right? We were spending over 70 grand a year to lease Dominion machines. And I don't even want to get into the cheating part of it. I don't want to hear it. I don't think there was cheating going on in the Matsu borough, right? By no means was there. But we spent over $70,000 a year to lease these machines that are made and manufactured by a company that doesn't even live in our country, right? They're not even an American-made business, right? Where are they made? At Canada, Canada. And then I, I think they're financed by a bank out of China. But regardless, right? So we're sending our money to a different country. We can hire locals and hand count and save money. So and the, then 100% of the money that we spend stays in the community. So, so the, the, you guys got rid of the machines last, last year or this yeah, year, I guess. Yeah, yeah we so, used but, them this year because they were – I was actually the one that voted. I was the fourth vote to keep them in because we'd already paid our lease because this year we had two elections. But if, it, if it's just hand counting, don't you worry? I mean, if you could, you could have a machine – that also has the ballot, so you can do both. I mean, if you, you want, if yeah, you want so to do we a, we just did, we just did. So we we had our election in July. So we had already paid Dominion because every ten years you have two elections because you got to redo your redo your maps. Right? Mm-hmm. So we had just had it. We'd already paid our bill for the whole year. So to use them again in November was free, and a lot of people thought, you know, hey, there's cheating going on in this and that. It's okay. Here's a chance to actually. Um, for a free chance. I would not have paid $75,000 for this chance, but hey, we've already paid them this year. We can use them again in November for free, and then we'll do the hand count. And it was exa- they were the same. They, they came out the same. So it was exactly, that was good to know, right? But, um, but moving forward, we'll no longer have the machines. We're not paying the lease anymore, and we're not wasting $75,000 a year in taxpayer money. So now it's just hand counting. Yeah, that all leaves, not only leaves the Matsu borough, leaves Alaska and then leaves our country. Right, like, so we're going back to a hand count in the Matsubara. We already did it this year, but now we're going to do it. Every but what year. about the, those? They match the state elections, right? You mean the same night? The the the, the, the Matsubara assembly elections are on the same, same night, night. Is yeah. so? What happens when there's a, what, is it one the ballot? State, the, so state, st- the state will have their machine. No, it's two different ballots. So okay. the state will have their machines there. The state will be wasting money, and we won't be. So, so you think every ballot should be hand counted? Why not? I mean, you're talking about how many people would you, I mean, how many people, because it's hard to find poll workers, you know, for a lot oh, of these. Oh, no, no, paying more money then. It's still cheaper. I mean, we still, it was less than half the money. So we, what's the, I mean, are people, I assume there's observers and everybody, I mean, I assume it's very then, open, kind of transparent. Yeah, but you always have that anyways, right? You're going to have your poll workers and different people. And, you know, you can have your representatives from each elected, uh, you know, the people around. And you're, that, none of that changes. It's just that then you have to pay people to count. And so, so like somebody's counting and they're ta- somebody's tallying and they're yeah, and they're yeah. going going through each ballot. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I went in and watched the process. It was awesome. So the count mat exactly matched the machine count. Yeah, it did. The only there was a couple discrepancies. I think there was two ballots. Our clerk said, and basically it was ones that just got put in a garbage can because they were questioned. I don't know exactly, but the ones that went through the machine were exactly. What about if there's like a partial deal or somebody can't? I mean, is there like a Election official to like determine yeah. if there's oh, a challenge, absolutely. I guess, or yeah. something. Yep, yeah. absolutely. And the count is the count was all witnessed. Anybody could go and watch the count. So it. Um, so so you're now you're up what in next next year? Or? This year, yeah, this year, yeah. Uh, 2020, uh, 2023, This year. So. Oh, oh so 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 you you so you got reelected then, or no? You're um, no. I'm sorry. This 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 yeah. Because yeah, so. I got elected in 2020. I'm okay, so sure. these are three year seats on the ballot. So you got one more. You got basically another nine months or yeah. whatever. Yep. And you're gonna run. You're gonna run again. I am. Do you think you'll ever run for legislature again? Depending, because um, right, what 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 seat are you in now? Um, District four assembly. 
or for, I'm sorry for the legislature. Which house are you in? Jesse's district, or no, are you in David Eastman's? Yep, and then David Wilson is our senator. Okay, yeah. So now Eastman, huh? That, that whole deal. I mean, I, I'm not. I've said this very publicly. I'm not a big fan of a lot of his tactics or politics. But man, yeah. what, he, what he had to go through with this bullshit lawsuit. I, yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe that I, actually. I, I put my money where my mouth is. I wish I could have given him more, but I gave him 500 bucks to help fight it. I mean, it it uh, it, it was a very David, bad, David potentially Eastman, bad precedent that would have set. Horrible. I mean, the the guy that was suing him was a total dork. I mean, just a dork, you know. I mean, it, he he tried to get that uh, Dunleavy Senate seat years ago. He, he was one of the a, ones who applied a for it. Assembly member in the valley. He was on the assembly. Actually, committee. I think Walker picked him, and then they rejected him. Right. You don't like somebody, so you sue him. You know what I mean? I mean, that's that's it's 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 unfortunate. So um, Eastman is obviously he's a polarizing figure. You know, I think is that fair to say? Oh, extremely. Oh, he's love a, him or they extremely. Don't. Yeah. yeah, it's it, you know they're on one side or the other. People love him or they don't. Um, but he, but he, you know, I mean, to his credit, he, to his credit, he wins. He just won this yeah. recent deal in a three-way race. He got over half the vote. Yeah, yeah, and it, uh, um, I don't know. Old Stu Graham couldn't 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 get, couldn't get her done. Cause. Stu, you know, um, Stu arguably did the worst job of fundraising I've ever seen. So <laughs> I was sitting there waiting for him to call me. He never called me. I would have gave him money. You know what I mean? And it, uh, he's in the uh, city council, isn't he? Yeah, he was yeah. I never seen anybody go through so much effort to not raise money. Than Stu, you gotta, and you gotta, I like Stu. I like and and now it's unlimited deal. I mean, before you yeah, had to do five hundred a, a piece, but yeah, now people are getting up, ten grand, five grand. They're pick, getting yeah. Pick up the phone and call it. Um, you know, nobody's going to beat Eastman. Um, uh, you're not going to when you have two people that are running. There was three people on the ballot, right? So it's just again, take all the emotion out. There's this is a number. I mean, Je- Jesse went really hard two years ago. It was heads up. But he, but he had, I mean, he had incumbents, and I think that might have hurt him a little bit because he had people from Anchorage, like, going to campaign for him, and I think it maybe backfired. It's yeah. like, wait a minute, why are all these people? But but Jesse worked really hard. He's well-known. He still he got very close. You know, it was, it was pretty close, but but he's been still one. I think it was, yeah, half a It was like a percent. It was, like, yeah. very close. I think, I think I actually did the math. He lost by 131 votes. It was that close. And so 66 people. If you change 66 people's minds, you win. You know, yeah. take their vote, get your vote. So... It, um, but you know, David, yeah, he's, he's awesome at what he does, man. You want to win races, do what David does. He works hard. And it, uh, I don't have any ill will towards the guy. I think he's great. Um, he's an awesome father, awesome husband. You know what I mean? He's, he's, uh, a lot of the people, a lot of people complain about him. Well then do something about it. Go well, get, his, um, you know, know, I've been down in June in the last four sessions and, yeah. and kind of down there watching it and his, uh, his tactics are arguably bad. He's Creates a lot of problem, but but the thing is, and this is what really frustrates people, especially when it was Bryce Edgman, speaker Louis Stutes. He's very clever and very knowledgeable about the rules and the procedures. Nobody's going to beat him in an IQ and, test. David's a very intelligent guy, and he uses the rules, you know, uh, on the floor to better his advantage. Than, and better than they do. And, and multi, multiple times he's been right, and they've tried to do a maneuver, and he's outmaneuvered. So. It, it's like, I mean, that's that's the, yeah. the process. And if you understand I the know. rules, you're, it's, it could be very effective. He can, but but is it, though? So it's I'll, not effective in the long run, but it's right. effective at, at, at creating um, delays and getting people uh, on edge, and then they sometimes lose it. And I, then I look at effectiveness, though, and you're right. He's very effective at that. And, and again, I'm not being positive nor negative. I just, I'm just telling He's you. not effective at, like, you know, Getting consensus, or wanna, passing wanna, legislation. If I'm the representative for my community, I want you know. A, you represent the whole state in the sense that you're going to try to get some things passed, right? We have all had um, the thing I'm the proudest of is that you know term limits in the Matsu Borough, right? So we got lifetime term limits for mayor and assembly. Now you got these things you want to get done. 
David does too. Everybody does. You're not getting anything done if people don't respect you. And you have to treat them like you want to be treated. Well, just like you said earlier, I mean, you have to, you have to be good to people. You have to be, and and it doesn't matter who you are in life. If you're, if you're, if you're reasonable and agree, people will talk to you and and work with you. And I think, you know, and and again, I've, I've not worked with them, right? I've I've not sat in a political office on the same level as him. I've not worked side by side with them. I'm just kind of going off like what you're saying, what everybody says down there, they get frustrated with his tactics. And it's like, so he's very good at that and it's working for him. And he does, he does do a good job of, slowing some things down and this and that. But I think when it, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of people that want to see him go away and, and something. So you got to look in the mirror. That's going to come back on you. If, if I'm David Eastman and I say, okay, I'm, I'm heading in here for my fourth term or whatever. Right. Um, And this is nothing I wouldn't say to David. I'm actually hoping to go to lunch with him this week before he leaves for session. Right. Like go down there and work with people and do a good job and, earn your respect should not be given it needs to be earned right and you were talking about this earlier with bullies right you're not earning anyone's respect if you just use the rules to run them over right well yes, it's, it's, yes you use the rules and you ran their ass over but when you turn around and you want to get something passed are they going to be there right so i don't know i i guess my advice would be i I can, I'm proud of what I've done in the last two years. I can work with anybody. I have close friends that are Democrats, close friends that are Republicans, close. I don't care what you're, let's sit down and look at each issue individually. And on any given day, there's going to be 5% to 20, 25% of people on both sides who are unreasonable. Stick me in a room with a 60, 70, 80% that can be reasonable or 50 because well, this is a this is kind of that. You got to be reasonable. This is the problem with this country right now. Is you have a you know twenty five percent of people on the left and the right oh, that are no. just loud and that are polarizing that hate each other, and then it's you have these things. It's then, these things. Right? It, it, that's a big part of it. These yeah. phones so, and social media. So but then you have people in the middle. Yeah, for everybody that's listening and can't see me holding up my phone, it's these stupid things, right? So you have the people in the middle who who actually are like reasonable that want to you know work together that want to want to. And this is like I forget who said this quote, but I mean it's it's eerily kind of. Uh, today. I mean, the Civil War was a third of the country was killing another third of the country while the other third watched. Yeah. That's basically what, you know, what yeah. happened. Yeah. And, and it's, it's that polarization where you have all these people stuck in the middle who are like, wait a minute, wait, yeah. what, what's going on? We see this thing in Congress. I'm sure you're watching the, the House, you know, the oh, U.S. Yeah. House. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like approaching banana republic level yeah. ship. They were, they were almost fighting. Yeah. It was awesome. I mean, it was fun. It was, I mean, it was actually, I hope they keep the cameras because if you go back and watch, they did like a thing where they showed... What the cameras, what, what what it would show if it was like the way they normally have the cameras, and it right. showed nothing. Yeah, it just it was like a view of the speaker's chair, and that's it. Then when you have the full cameras, you see all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And was, and they they said that there was more people fucking watching C-SPAN in the last couple of days than were like watching network TV. I believe it is awesome. So public process in is is the more the better. You cannot have too much public process. I knew from the beginning. I posted it on Facebook. McCarthy's going to win this thing, right? But there's a group of people that wanted to bring him farther in one direction than he is. And you, that's what the country has asked for. The country sent 222 Republicans down there. They didn't send 262. They sent 222, right? So you got to have 218 of the majority. Well, that means it only takes five to ruffle yeah. some feathers, right? And so that's where we're at as a country, and those people need to be respected. And it's not five. It's close to 50. I know there was only 20 voting against them at first, but it, their group is closer to 50. So you're talking. Yeah, I was surprised, quarter. like, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she, she was voting for him the whole time. And, I, you know, she's kind of one of those more yeah. well, wait, wait, fringe, fringe people. Yeah. And she was voting for him the whole time. And she's friends with that Lauren Boebert. And 
That Matt, you know, the yeah, Matt Gates guy. It worked out. He gave up a lot of concessions to get that guy. My, 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 my concern, just, and we can talk about the Alaska House in a second. It's similar. My concern is that when the shit come, when it, when it, when the you know push comes to shove and and it's done to brass tacks, I don't know how they're they're going to hold together. I mean, they could yeah. they could fall apart. Yeah, and I think they've taken it down to now where one person can basically public, do a no. But no, that's public process. I don't think it should be one. I think it should be at least five. But it's down to one now for yeah, the, no, no, the kind yeah. of no confidence vote. And it, um, you, which you know, if people overplay that, it's like it's like the boy that cries wolf, right? So I, I it's not going to go anywhere if they overplay that. But you know, you should be able, Nancy Pelosi changed it, so basically you couldn't kick her out. You know, it shouldn't be that. Way. Well, if you, you go, if you, earn, if you, you, if you go back, your spot. if you go back to like, so up until about the eighties, so the, you know, Democrats until the nineties held the house for like 40 years. Right. And, but it's not just, it's both. So everybody kind of blames Newt Gingrich for consolidating power in the house. And this is not true. I mean, the Democrats yeah. for many, both sides have consolidated. It used to be, um, there was kind of a, like a, a, a merit base plus, 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 um, longevity yeah. for committee chairmanships and the committee chair, you know, chairman could, could dictate a lot of what happens in, in the bill, just like yeah. in Alaska, right? Same I mean, thing, yeah. But 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 over time, that power has basically been consolidated to the speaker. Yeah. And and it's it's um it's not like it used to be, and it's it works when you're in power, it works. But when you're not in power, it's really bad for the minority. Yeah. And there's a really good book called The Politics Industry that that, that talks a lot about kind of voting and yeah. they they advocate for the ranked choice, but they also talk about this, the rules and, and the Congress and not, there's nothing in the Constitution about the rules. There's a, there's nothing. It's up to the Congress to decide the rules, and over time they've adopted these these really kind of radical radical where yeah. you know one person has a group, few people have all the power consolidated power, yeah. and you know it's like money and fundraising, and if you don't if you don't do this, we're gonna you know we're gonna come after you. Both sides do it. Yeah, and I I totally disagree with that. I, that's why I was happy to see it go the way it went. Right, you still wound up with the same guy with a gavel that was going to wind up with it the whole time, but it it. It got rid of a lot of that consolidated power. It's giving a voice to the minority now. This this country, our our country, was built on and is designed to give a voice to the minority, right? And so, you know, we're a republic, right? And so we need to we need to get back to that. And I do think the Republicans just did a great job in the House of, well, well, of doing getting us closer to that. Well, going back to I mean Eastman right now, there's 21 Republicans in the House. Yep. And there's negotiations ongoing. Um, and you, by the way, you just you just subscribed to the Alaska Political Report, so we're yeah, gonna have yeah. we're gonna have a really nice write up this week about what's going on in the House. But Eastman, effectively at this point, because for over the over the last four years has been so such yeah. a problem for them. And that's what I mean. I I got no issues with David. I I actually like I said earlier, he's a great dad, great husband, seems like a great guy. But there's probably nobody in there that has more training on leadership than him. But yet, here we are. Well, at this and point, so people don't want to work with him, and it's unfortunate. I think he needs to. I, th- I hope, I hope what he does is works really hard to get people's respect. And, and I don't mean to like get every one of their votes. Nobody should ever vote together hundred percent of the time, right? Like you're drinking the Kool-Aid if you vote with somebody hundred percent of the time, right? So you get these people they are so polarized. They're like hundred percent pro Trump or hundred percent against Trump. Or it was that same way with Brock, right? People were like hundred percent for, like, I can tell you all sorts of stupid stuff Trump did. Right, so the the, the uh, one of the the courts, just, the courts just turned one of them over a couple of days ago. Pretty, pretty pretty easy. Yeah, you know, I voted for the guy, but I can tell you a lot of dumb stuff he did. So it, you know, nobody should ever vote together 100 percent of the time, right? If you do, you you're not your own person. You're just drinking the Kool Aid. But you know, David could be in a very good position if um if he can go down there and earn everybody's respect. Well, the, and say, Listen, guys, I want to work with you, and we're not always going to agree on everything. But hey, let's get some good stuff done. 
does he do that or not? I don't know. It's, well, it's, this, at this point, he's he's given every every indication is, you know, because they could have organized in 2018, but he basically was, you know, he wouldn't, he walked out of the room and he wasn't, you know, they, they, could, yeah. they couldn't rely on him. So at this point, there's 21 Republicans. Louis Stutes is one of them yeah. who has been with the coalition for years. They've essentially kind of put David, they've, everybody said, look, we're not including Eastman. So they have no. 20, but with Luis being, you know, with the coalition, so they gotta get it's Josiah. 19. So if she goes with them, she needs to get Josiah, maybe Dan Ortiz, but everybody's tw- 20, 20, 21, yeah. it's so hard with 21 yeah. because anybody's a veto, right? Yep. And this is why the Republicans can't uh, govern with 21 with, with yeah. anybody really, but Eastman will... But they can't you know, rely on Jamie Allard's another one where she's very polarizing on the assembly. You and know the beauty of this? Public process. Yeah, there's going to be, be a lot more public process now. So we're not going to see anything social happen in this state in the next two years. We, I think we all know that. There'll be no social issues. Well, the Senate's already oh, essentially said yeah. in the coalition they're, they're, so, they're not going to you know take on any social issues. Right, so let's just focus on the budget. Let's focus on not wasting people's money in Alaska. And, and if that's all we do, that's awesome. And but focus on broadening our economy. But it's all going to boil down to, to the dividend. Again, because before in the coalition, um, there was 21. Yeah. But, but, but Chris Tuck and Neil Foster, Josiah, Garen Tarr, they were, they were Democrats. Yeah. But, well, Josiah's independent. But they were for the full dividend. So right. they had a really hard time in the House. On, so even if the Republicans managed to do it, there's still they have that kind of similar problem. And this is, you know, going back, what, seven years now, um, this dividend is just like it, it paralyzes everything else from 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 happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah it. Um, where, where are you at on that? Just curious. You know, I'm a hundred percent pro PFD, full PFD, and I will I would never vote any different until Alaskan residents say we want it to be different. And so what I mean by that is, it is probably the thing that's preventing a state income or state sales tax, right? So we're the lowest tax state in the country, which I think is amazing. I actually read a pretty cool article on this the other day, and it was really neat. I couldn't wait. You know, just headline grabbed me, and I'm lowest state taxes, whatever. I'm like, it, mm-hmm. I wanted to click on there, and sure enough, we were the lowest. I was like, man, that is so cool. You know, that's that's awesome. So it, but it's probably been the thing that's that's prevented that. So, you know, I like Dunleavy's approach, right? He's going right back to right now. He his budget has the full PFD. I know Mike would bend. He would go to a 50-50 if people voted on well, it. He, he, it on he came out for the 50-50 in 2021. Yeah, because I, I think he was... With, with with a lot of legislators were behind it as well. Yeah, and so, but put it on the ballot. Give it to the voice of the people. So I, I, I personally think it should be whatever a majority of Alaskan residents want, right? But until you give them an option to have a say, then you need to follow the law. So that that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean there there was there was an advisory vote, I think, in the nineties. It was like And I will say we can spend our money way the hell better than the government can. So I, the bigger the dividend, the better. Because it's people it's money going back. And you know, I've had people try to tell me, Oh, that's a, you're anti socialism, but this is socialism. No, this is mineral rights, dummy. This is totally different. This is not socialism. The PFD is not so it's mineral rights. You know what I mean? So it uh you know, I I get a kick out of people trying to say it's 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 it's. I mean, there's there's so many ways to look at it. I mean, at the end of the day, I, I'm I'm I think you know my personal view is is I think a fifty fifty is 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 more at that point because you're taking half of of the 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 percent of the market value draw. It still would require in that case to to you know not have to have a you know budget where we're where we're going to be at. They've tried to cut. Yeah. It. I mean, they've cut it a lot actually. From when it was yeah. it was peak, it was like almost seven billion dollar operating budget ten years ago. But yeah. 
at, at, a, at, a, at a full full PFD, I mean, it basically it leaves almost no money from the POMV draw. Right. So if you do a full PFD, uh, you have to have tax. I mean, you have to have income taxes. Right. I mean, you have to. There's no right. way around. You cannot and, cut. You cannot the cut reason, the budget two the billion dollars. No, exactly. And I I agree with that. You don't want to. That'd be horrible. So what I mean by I I think if you had paid out a full PFD these last few years, like going all the way back to when Bill was in there. Obviously, we would have seen the drawdown a lot faster, so on and so forth, and would have forced the conversation. And I, ju- I just think it needs. Oh yeah, the savings I, would have gone out. Uh, I think they were almost they were almost gone anyways when Bill. I, I, I don't. It. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, I don't think the folks in Juno should be the deciding. I think it should go on the ballot, and I, I think people should have a say. I mean, would, would, would it be like pick what, what what option do you want, or do you want a fifty? Like, would it be do you want fifty? I think 50? you would you'd have to put a spending cap in with it. You know, I mean, you got. We need a spending cap in Alaska. We got to have it. So we don't have it. I know Dunleavy's been fighting hard to get it, but uh, we are we're we're an up and down state based on oil prices, right? Well, and so, this is what happened this last year. I mean, Dunleavy in twenty twenty one came out with you know, twenty legislators at a press conference in March twenty twenty one, and it was like we're going to try to you know, get this fifty fifty adopted. We're going to talk to the people. We're going to whatever. And then a year later, um, you know, Russia invades Ukraine. The price of oil skyrockets to one twenty five. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, woo. Yeah. And then it it, it just, you know, and this that, is variable kind of whatever we can do at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, when it's low, it's, it's not lo- a lot of vision. Not a lot of it's very short term. It's very short term. And it uh it's unfortunate. Most of these people that elected have never ran their own business, never had people dependent on them. Never and, you know, I've, I've never said balanced a checkbook. I, you I've, know? I've said for a long time, uh a lot of these people couldn't, you know, run run an ice cream business no. on the beach. I mean no. Just because it's it's some of them have so never. I, I mean, a lot of good people, you know, but a lot of them I, have just never done. I, what do they get paid? I, I didn't Fifty thousand for the get, salary. You know what they should get paid? Not a dollar. Oh, I I, no, I disagree. I think we should pay them one fifty. I think we should pay less. I think it's. I don't think. It, so if you pay, so here's why. That's why because I've been down there long yeah, enough. Yeah. If you pay them more, a lot of people don't run. Yeah. Because they can't. They have a job. They have family. Right. Fifty grand. You get some per diem, right? But you got to be down there three. It's really four or five months. Right. If you start paying a high, high, higher salary, you'll attract more people. Maybe even put some kind of term limit or some some kind of cap on it. But if we get term limits, I'm, I, I can follow your direction. If we have term a lot limits. of people don't run, yeah. I mean, half these look look at these last election. I mean, there was seven um, people that were unopposed. There was yeah thirty some people that had you know one, but a lot of them like their opponent was like a joke. I think they, there was they, they had no real opponent. Seat. There was only one seat in the whole state that actually had a fifth person. You know, because yeah, it, it, was at Fairba- it was at Fairbanks. It was at Fairbanks. Ashley Carrick's race. Everybody made the general. You know what I mean? Except for one seat. And, and then of the fifty nine, um, well over half only had one or two people. Yeah. And, and a lot of the ones with two people, like the the, the opponent was a joke. Yeah. So I, we, we are I, not attracting a lot of people talent, to run for office. You're, you're not attracting talent. And I and I, I see I see your point in this. What you're saying is. You want to attract more talent, you got to pay better, and I agree. That, Correct, that's yeah. private sector mentality. Just like you're you're counting your yeah. ballots, you got to pay you got to yep. pay people to do the job. Yep, I'm all for that. I I would normally agree with that, except like obviously I don't believe anybody should be able to serve in office forever because I got term limits passed in the Matsu Borough. So give me term limits with it, and I'm fine with paying more. But what happens is you get folks in there that, well, they stay forever. Their votes can be counted before they walk on the floor. I, that that's one thing that bothers me, right? Like I I'm proud to say it. So my my cousin Bert Cottle, I went to lunch with him. He just passed away. Great. Oh yeah, oh, that's your cousin. Oh yeah, I, I like Bert. He was always real nice oh, to talk man. to. One of one of my idols for sure, right? And Bert never played the political game. 
which sounds crazy because he was the only person in the history of Alaska to be a mayor in two different cities. So you'd say, well, obviously he played the police. What was the other ma- 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 was and Valdez, yep. And he was chief of police down there in Valdez, too, for a long time. But anyway, so so obviously you could say he played the game. What I mean by when I say he didn't play the game is he didn't care what either party thought. He just wanted to do what was best for people, right? He did not. He was an independent, a registered independent. He didn't play party politics. He didn't give two shits about what party you were for. It would never come up in conversation with that man. He just wanted to do what was best for everybody. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And so we go to we go to lunch after I went, and he said, okay, you know, how many people were in your race? I said, oh, there's three of us. And he goes, well, wh- how much of the vote did you get? I said, I think I got 61%. He goes, okay, what are you going to do for the other 39%? And I'll never forget that. Yeah, I can guarantee you there's not been one vote since I was on the assembly that anybody could say, I know how Young's going to vote, right? I've put my heart and soul into every single one of them. Stephanie Nowers is one like that, too. She she works so hard. Like, she comes prepared to every meeting, um, does her homework, right? And so it, um, it, it was something that kind of sank in with me. You know, what are you going to do for them? You need to work just as hard to represent them as the 61% of people that voted for you. And he, and he's right. And so where I'm going with this is, and, and you mentioned it earlier is, um, people that get so divisive, you know, it, it just, it's not healthy and term limits, um, forces new people into the fold. When you know how somebody's going to vote when they walk before they even walk out on the floor, I'm sorry, that's not a representative. Well, and you know, this year with, without term limits, I mean, there's, there's 19, out of forty new house reps, two of them are Craig because Johnson and Craig. Yeah. Jo- well, that's that's part of it, but but a lot of people just didn't run. I mean, yeah. a lot of people are just because yeah. it's so it's so toxic down there. Yeah, um, redistricting is a factor. There was a couple. I mean, there was an open. You mentioned earlier the valley gained population. There's an open seat. They gained a house yeah. seat, but yeah. I mean, there was a ton of ton of people that were just kind of done. Yeah, and you know, in nineteen I was down there, and that was a year where there was a lot of new people. Yeah, and 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 I I do I believe in you know turnover and, and, and yeah. new people, but also what I noticed was when you have a ton of new people, yeah, you you lose some institutional, you, and then and then it you, becomes you start a, hearing rumors that the freshmen might organize. Them. Yes, yeah, well that, that wasn't <laughs> that was pretty funny. They yeah. try, you know, but but then yeah. but then you lose kind of this institutional knowledge, and then all of a sudden people have no idea what's fucking going on. Yeah. And I mean, there, there is something you're on the, there is something to say about like knowledge of oh, I was drinking, how the process. I was drinking from a fire hose it's, my it's, first it's, few months. It's yeah. not yeah. something you could just walk into and yeah. say, we're going to start, you know, yeah. we're going to hit, you know, hit the ground running. You have to, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely. And I, I will tell you my first, you know, I've been the president for the state home builders. I've been on the board for HFC. I've, you know, sat on some other boards and, and you know, even then with the experience that I had, I was drinking from a fire hose when I first got elected, right? And it's fun to watch because Jesse can just run people over on the assembly with Robert's, you know, mm-hmm. the rules, right? And uh, and I know he'll be able to do it down in Juneau too. He's he's a smart kid, right? But uh, um, yeah, you're drinking from a fire hose a little bit at first when you're elected, but you know, in our lifetime term limits out in the valley, I made it six years for both seats, two terms, right? I think that'd probably be too short at the state and federal level. But yeah, I think you would need. Happy I think you would need some kind of like. You know, I don't know. The most you can do is combined twelve year. I don't know twelve because also you know when you get elected, it takes whether it's house or house or senate. It takes a couple of terms to really, at least one. But yeah. it takes a couple to learn the process and then have enough you know knowledge to to, to, to figure things out and and then to be able to like because I mean it's it, you can't just hand somebody a gavel and say go ahead no, run a no. committee yeah. or or you know 
even to be the speaker right. or the Senate president. I mean, this is something that requires, I mean, a lot of it, some of it's babysitting, but a lot of it requires a serious knowledge of the process and it the does. rules. And, yeah. and if, and if you don't, if you don't have it, I mean, yeah. you look like an idiot and then also things yeah, kind of collapse. I don't think six years would be enough. I, I do, you kind of hit the nail. If I had to pick a number, I'd start at 12 and then let it go up or down from there based on public process. But it, uh, I think 12 years, it, people that want to go in there and they want to do this for life. What's what do, I don't, uh, I, there's nothing good that could come out of that period. I mean, a couple of those guys, like, um, and I like Bert Sedman a lot and Gary Stevens. I mean, yeah. great guys, but they've been there for, I think Bert's been there 20 years. Right. You know, I mean, Donnie Olson's been there. Yeah. A lot, there's a lot, a lot, the Senate's four-year terms. You kind of yeah. stick around longer. Yeah. I think right now the House is really the longest-serving House member is Bryce Edgman. Yeah. I think he was elected in 06. I mean, a lot of them have only been there since, yeah. even Kathy Tilton, I think, was 2014. So. Right. Um, there's, there's not a lot of, um, old, old, yeah, yeah, yeah. people in the house serve, you know, serving, you know, long, yeah. long term. I don't know. Fresh ideas, fresh energy. People run out of both eventually. Maybe we're going to get Rob Yunt there in a couple of years on huh? the, in the <laughs> Juno. It, uh, um, I got a bill to get out of debt first. So we've, we've not, elect, we've not added a single cent of debt since I was elected. So well, you got a what to get out of debt? A borough. A borough. I think I said a bro, and I was no, like, man, bro, is your brother bro, in debt? A borough, yeah. No. A borough. I was like, man, no, is your brother no, really? He, he could wipe his ass with my money. It, uh, um, yeah, no, can, my, my brother's doing good, bro. yeah. No, I, I, I uh, the, you know, the city of Wasilla just paid off all its debt last year, right? It's 100% debt-free, and I got a dream to get the borough in the oh, same place. How much so. debt does the borough have? Is it bond debt, or is it? Uh, yeah, it's it's bond, close to a quarter billion. It, uh Compared to what you guys got going on here, it's peanuts, right? But we've paid off, I think, probably close to sixty million since I was in there. I'd have, I'll, I'll sit down and. Do Are you guys taking on new debt every? I mean, no, we we approved a bond last year. We approved a road bond package um, in twenty twenty one that I was actually a huge fan of. Right. What I didn't tell people leading up to it was that if we wound up with a conservative mayor and enough con- fiscal conservatives to make sure that we could be financially responsible that if and I knew we were going to but I was going to try to stop the bond the next so the next day after the election I text our manager and Jesse Sumner and I said uh time to have you know time to get together and meet and and uh so I went and sat down with those two and uh we have open meetings act violations right we got to be careful how many people we talk to what is it three or what yeah we can talk to two others ourselves and two others do you you, you like that or no because the legislature exempted themselves and i actually think it's i think better if if people can have some 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 back you know behind the closed doors talks i think you can work a lot more out that way yeah I, i i i disagree with you I think it should happen in front of people. So I'm a huge fan of it, right? But so it's so it, hard sometimes I to, know, I to do it in, I mean, in public. Yeah. I, mean, I understand it's better to do it that way, but sometimes when you can get in the room and let it really let it out. Yeah, yeah. And so basically I, I only work with Jesse on it, but I, and I didn't know how it was going to go. I just said, here, here's kind of my my vision for this. I'm getting to know our budget and our all of our accounts pretty well here now. And I said, I think we have enough money to get about half of this done right now without selling any bonds. I don't want to sell any. I don't want to. I don't want to add any debt to our kids and grandkids' future. I think we can do this on our own. And our manager's like, well, we, you know, there's no way we can do it today. That way we can't get it done overnight. I said, okay, so you're saying we got to forward fund. We got to save a little bit, right? Like we got to we got to pay cash for the car instead of get the big payment. So it's going to take two years, maybe three, but we're going to mm-hmm. get the whole thing done out of pocket. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going anywhere. Let's do it out of pocket. And so 
we did, and then we we went back and we worked with our local representatives, and we ended up the state matches on half of it. So we put in thirty million, the state put in thirty million, and we got her done. That's for roads. Yeah, yeah, but same, you know, Matsu Central. I, I I pissed a lot of people off earlier this year or last year, um, but we found a way. We're building a new school out of debt, and I know, you know, it. it I had a lot of people pretty upset at me for a while there, but I think we worked through it, and uh, we're building our next school 100% out of pocket, and we're building our next two EMS stations 100% out of pocket. So it um, – Maybe uh, maybe our assembly should come talk with you a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's just basic math. It's not – What's, what's Anchorage more, is – I understand there's more zeros. What's Anchorage is buying debt? I don't even know. It's I, like it's got to be over a billion. I mean, it's got to be in the billions, I bet. Yeah, I think it's well over a billion. Yeah, but I would I would love to know. Somebody told me a while ago. I can't remember what they said. It's funny. They always say they put new bonds in. They say, oh, we're retiring. We, we, we retired 80, whatever million. Yeah. But then the bonds are like 90 million. You know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's financial discipline. Why would you behave any different with the taxpayer's money than you'd behave with your own, right? Um, I, well, I not, personally, and, and everyone's old. Are you excited about campaign season? It's not a campaign. It's an interview. As far as I'm concerned, it's like a job interview, right? Mm-hmm. I think you should have to put your damn credit score down. You know, like, you know, I, I was really so, upset so, when Trump wouldn't turn over his so, tax. Receipts. Someone told me that a long time ago. I've, I've always thought to run for office, you should have to provide your credit score. I mean, I, I love that. Score, I love that tax returns, all of it. You know, because because then, then people can say, oh, this person's yeah. responsible enough I, with their own life. I want to know if your head's up your ass before. You know what I mean? I, I love I love the idea of the credit score. Yeah, um, maybe people should just start voluntarily doing it. Yeah, and then encourage the other ones to I'll do that this year. I'll put one out this year. My, yeah. my, 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 mine was seven. I don't know what you know. It was it goes up and down. It was like seven eighty. It was like almost eight hundred. Yeah, that's and awesome. then I checked it again. It was like it was like seven sixty. Yeah. Went down a few points, so I'm, I'm trying possibly to... reoccurring debt. You know, if your credit card's over thirty percent, so yeah, say you yeah. have a ten thousand dollar card and you got over three grand on it, mm-hmm. it's going to lower your credit score substantially. I, I got, so, I want to get that baby up to eight hundred. Yeah, so it, uh, I don't know, I, though I'm a big fan of public process. I'm glad there's an open meetings act violation or where we're at. Obviously, we've seen that in the city of Palmer. It, it got pretty heated last year with you know, things that had occurred there but previous. But yeah, I'm not sure that was, that was a Facebook thing. And I think that was more people were just looking for a way to, it was Sabrina yeah. and the other, yeah. other, other guy for the two people. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, who, who all was involved or whatever, but it, it's, you know, the point is, is I don't think your mind should be made up when you walk onto the floor. Right. Um, I think I'll, I'll give you an example. If there was second amendment stuff come up, they'd probably figure out how I was going to vote. Like I'm the most pro second amendment guy you'll ever meet. Right. But I still, I still don't think that, a group, a majority of people should have their minds made up when they walk in the room. And so I, we kind of just seen it with the, the Republican House down at Congress, right? And so they're more public process, and it, it probably worked out for the better. And so like I, I said, you, I, you I, get rid of a lot of the public process and the debating in front of people, right? Sumner and I, we don't always vote together, you know? And so sometimes we, we sit up there we're on each other's asses pretty good up there, right? But well, it works out, and, you know. I don't know if you've ever, ever watched, like, you know, UK Parliament or Australian Parliament, but they uh, have that question time where basically the Prime Minister takes, you know, it gets really heated. I mean, yeah. it gets it's really open, and it's like, ask the question, and you know, say what you want to say, and it gets really, it's like you do it out in the open. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, yeah. and, you know, and typically it's changed now a little bit this time in electing the Speaker, but even in, you know, Congress or in general, it's very formal it's extremely yeah. formal and it's like sometimes it's not there's nothing wrong with oh yeah venting a- publicly and you know and having a little debate yeah yep it uh i don't know 
it, it, we'd probably live in a better place if elected officials all had to wear GoPros on their chest, you know, and be, 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 the, camera on the be, chest. Be, 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 it, uh, the, the best, the best reality show on the, oh, buddy, in the world. The ratings would be through the roof. Yeah. But, uh, the integrity would be there too. Well, Rob, it's been great talking to you, man. Yeah, yeah. Fascinating guy. And um, I, I know we just, before we started, you know my friend Noel. Yeah. And Bryce, they own the building here I'm in and the one next door. So yeah, that's... So uh, the, the last time I was in here, I told you was, uh, God, it was Bozinski. It was back when I was still competing. It was probably... That Buzz guy used to be in this building way a long time yeah, ago. It must have been years, yeah, many years yeah, ago. He was, he was doing some stuff for... Uh, there was, so this this building, so we're on, like, like Gordis and Tudor, and there's two buildings, and they bought the one next door for the pawn shop, and they had to buy both for the deal. Yeah. And, you know... This, this building's been here a long time, and when I was looking on the Google or map or whatever, who was in this building before, there was like a taxidermist, and there was a some kind of sex addiction, um, like office. Crazy. Yeah, it was like it was down the hall there. It was like for like sex addiction. I was like, oh my god, what kind of building am I? Yeah, the taxidermist. <laughs> taxidermist, oh, man, they smell. Could you imagine? No, I, mean, I they were I, they were in the building. Some taxidermists, I love what taxidermists and then, do, but the actual process of it is smelly, right? Can you imagine all those mixed businesses in the same building? That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, so they, I mean, they've redid they've redid the building. And I'll, afterwards, I'll That's show you nice. the, the studio. But it's yeah. uh, it's um yeah, it's small world. You know, Noel and yeah. Noel was actually we did a podcast years ago. He was on the city council back when Sarah Palin was mayor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's yeah. got some Pretty he's awesome. got he's got some good stories. Yeah, good. Uh, um, he's part of the public process still out there in the valley. He stays in tune with what's happening in the city for sure. It, uh, yeah, no, I like Noel. Noel's a character. Yeah, oh, he's yeah, a yeah. fucking character. I like yeah. I like Noel he's, a lot. He's a good guy. Yeah, great guy. Well, Rob, yeah. great talking to you. I'm yeah, sure we'll, we'll see you again. We'll do another podcast sometime yeah, and uh, keep good. keep us up to speed on what's going on in the valley. And yep. we'll uh, we'll talk yeah. to you again. Do that for sure. Okay, right, thanks, Take Rob. Care. Appreciate it. Rob Yunt from the Matsuburo Assembly, folks. If you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me and stay tuned for the next one. Landline.